Hello and welcome to the iWave podcast, the Wavecast, where once a month we uh, bring new fellow nonprofit leaders, fundraisers, and prospect development professionals together to share with you a brief moment of inspiration and motivation. Our dream here is that you spend 10 to 15 minutes in your day to enjoy a cup of coffee or a quiet moment or whatever is meaningful to you to get inspired and feel like you're a part of a community of great people like you doing really, really important work. I'm your host, Clay Buck. I'm the lead fundraising coach with iWave and founder of TCB Fundraising, and I'm thrilled that you're here. Thank you for making time for us today. Our guest today on the Wavecast, and we are so excited to share this with you all. Our guest today is Becky McDonald. Becky is the founder of Endowment Partners, uh, a phenomenal uh, leader and inspirational uh, motivator, philanthropist, um, just the number of things that we could say about the great work that Becky does, we would be here all day. Becky, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Good morning, Clay. Thanks so much for having me. Anything you would share about your background um, with our listeners before we jump in today? You know, um, I've, I've been in finance for nearly 25 years, and I've always had a, a focus on supporting our nonprofits and the people out there doing the heavy lifting and, and the hard work every day. So I'm super grateful to be um, in this capacity and to be here with you all today. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you. So w- without without further ado, um, you and I have talked uh, about the, the world that we're living and working in, the challenges and opportunities that we're facing in the sector. So from you, and especially coming from that finance background um, and that experience from you, what would you say to our colleagues out in the field that are fundraising and working in prospect development and working in all areas of, of nonprofit? What would you say to them in terms of motivation and inspiration and, and facing um, the work that we get to do it, with the challenges of today? So I, I think my my primary my primary advice would be to just get started, right? So mm-hmm. under that fundraisers um, and our development teams out there, there's so many hats that that you wear. There are probably not enough hours in the day, probably not enough team members on the team to, mm-hmm. to get um, you know in, in a 40 hour work week. And so what I think about as as an investment manager in fundraising, <clears throat> excuse me, is is sometimes it can be overwhelming, the idea of starting an investment strategy or the idea of fundraising and talking about gifts of stock or the idea of uh, a planned giving program or the idea of creating an endowment can be such an overwhelming um, prospect in to fit in with all of the other to-dos that, that need to happen. And so what, what we think about and what we talk with or our clients and organizations about when you don't have those pieces in place to take maybe a bite-sized approach um, and, and back, back off from the big strategy and the big plan and really just take one step to get started. And when we can take one step at a time, it's, it's a lot less scary. So, for example, when we think about um, when we think about setting up an endowment or establishing a forever fundraising strategy, there's often a, a belief that we need to have a million dollars to get that started, or we need mm-hmm. a large seven-figure gift in order to get an endowment started. And the reality of it is, you need an investment account and a hundred dollars and something to talk about with your donors. And so that's a really small step that can make it an overwhelming idea um, more practical and, and tactical. 
And um, I know we didn't intend to go into tactics here, but as you're saying that, you did remind me of one conversation that you and I had um, when we first met. So just to kind of follow up on what you're saying, um, you and I had talked about the idea of with monthly recurring donors, what if, right? What if we made part of that ask for people on an established recurring gift plan that one gift out of that cycle was contributed to the endowment, or that if we did an additional gift ask to recurring donors, say at year end, that that additional gift be made to the endowment or to the investment account, which um, side note, I've, I've tested a couple of times and sure enough, it works like amazing. People love, donors seem to love the idea that at least part of their recurring giving could be um, established, right? Kind of forever. Uh, tell me one thing, just, just for a um, frame of reference, again, getting a little bit into tactics here, you use the phrase forever fundraising. Tell me what you mean by that. When we talk about forever fundraising, we're, we're really, we're really challenging the conversation to be thinking about what is the long-term sustainability of the organization? How can, how can we talk with donors and steward gifts so that in, you know, 50 years, 100 years, we're still out there solving problems, Mm. right? Our organizations are still out there making a difference and keeping our communities running, but it doesn't have to be a big overwhelming, you know, strategy and, and talking about, you know, peeling off $10 of every reoccurring gift and it goes to the endowment, right? The, the thing is, is really just to get started. It doesn't, it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be overwhelming and taking that first step to establish a forever plan for your organization is, um, it's really pretty simple. It can feel a little daunting, though, especially on top of you're looking at right. I've got an I've got a revenue goal. I have to hit this goal, and boy, now I got to fundraise or or think about this other thing. It, it can feel daunting when you are and and what I yeah I'm, I'm choosing my words too carefully. Um, you are a female leader entrepreneur kind of a pioneer in this space, at least from where I sit. I can't imagine that that wasn't daunting and scary to sort of leap out with this this firm idea. On those days when just that little step can seem overwhelming, when, when all of those hats become too heavy, how do you find motivation? How do you find inspiration to take that scary step forward, whatever that scary step may be? Um, that's a good question. For me personally, it's important to to keep in mind why I'm here, why I'm here doing the the work that we're doing, and and it is terrifying, and and those those plans, you know, they they are scary, and and I certainly don't want to diminish the need for strategic plans and having a big vision. Um, the the piece that gets me out of bed every day is knowing that the work I do, the work our company does, and how we can impact our clients changes lives. Right. Mm. And not only do we have an opportunity to work with people that are, are out there doing all of the things for all of the right reasons, we get to empower them to be better at their at their role. We get to empower them to have strong conversations with their donors. We get to empower them to think about forever sustainability. And when you're out fighting a cause or supporting an initiative or championing you know, something that you believe in that work doesn't end, 
right? Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you solve a problem, then we're moving right on into the, the, the next piece that, that has to be done. And so when it's scary, when it's overwhelming, when there are days that you're like, gosh, did I make the right decision to, to be out here, you know, hitting the, hitting the pavement, I keep in mind that the work I do changes lives. And, and it's the, it's the people on the front lines. It's, it's our clients that are doing things that I didn't even know needed to be done. Mm. Right. And so I think if we, you keep your why handy and why you're getting up every day, but that's, that's really it for us. Keep your why handy. I love that. I, I encourage folks to, um, and, and if you don't know the work of Simon Sinek and find your why and start with why, definitely look into that. Um, but I encourage folks to write your why on a slip of paper and keep it somewhere where you're always going to see it. Because sometimes we forget, right? Put it on a mirror, stick it in your wallet, stick it in your purse that you might accidentally touch it and come back to what your why is and why you do what you do. Because sometimes, please don't let me put words in your mouth, uh, but but sometimes the lives that we change and the communities that we impact, we may never know. Absolutely. We may never see them. We never may, may never experience them. But our work as fundraisers, our work in this space, they may be generations, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, ripple, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say the ripple effect of, of impact is something that we'll, we'll, never fully, we'll never fully know. Now, ripples make waves. <laughs> That's true. You know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so amidst amidst the world as it is, right, and amidst that hard work and sometimes those scary first steps, those heavy hats, um, at the end of the day, the work that we do is is joyous, and that's one of our goals here is to share joy um, with our community. Becky, how do you find joy? What brings you joy and keeps you going every day? Gosh, I I think. We we definitely view um, ourselves and our work as, as as highly focused on education, right? We're we're educating our, our industry. We're educating, you know, we're taking our expertise and, and backgrounds and, and sharing with with our clients. I think the my joy is when somebody's light bulb clicks, right? Mm-hmm. When you're talking about something, or you've shared a new idea, or you've given a new perspective um, to somebody to go out and and for them to grow or look at something differently. But when that light bulb clicks and you can absolutely see it in, in every conversation when it happens. And that's, that's probably the, that's probably the biggest joy component that, that I get out of it, because if I can help inspire people to, to be their best selves showing up, I know that they're showing up for the most important work. And so you, you've got to have faith that that disseminates out to the, the communities that are being served. I think that's wonderful. And that idea that what I can do to help others be their best selves is beautiful. And I think that's something that we can all do. I, what I hear you saying and, and how I interpret that and would internalize that is, you know, look for those places where I can inspire someone else and, and in turn get inspired and get joy by having had that impact on that. Absolutely. You nailed it. That's wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing this this great, great wisdom and the little tactics with us um, today as well. Truly generous of you to give of your time um, and your knowledge and expertise. Um, as folks are listening to this, how can they find you? How can they learn more about you and, and what kinds of things are you working on that you would want folks to know? So I'm on LinkedIn, Becky McDonald, that's M-A-C. And um, in Las Vegas, uh, my company is Endowment Partners. So we're, we're on the web at endowmentpartners.com. And, um, you know, we're working on 
on changing the conversation around investment management for nonprofits. And so that's uh, that's the professional work. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a pleasure and, a, and we're super blessed to be here doing what we're doing every day. No, we're grateful for you, grateful for this time, uh, grateful for your leadership and great inspiration. Um, thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for inspiring our, our listeners and colleagues. Um, and uh, yeah, just huge amounts of appreciation to you. Awesome. Well, Clay, have a great day. Take care. And thanks for having me on. You too.